0: Welcome back. Good morning. <laughs> this is Trisha.
1: And I'm Evangelist Laurieann. And, and we're, we're just kicking it, kicking it with Jesus. Jesus. So, I think we're going to kind of hop all over the place tonight. Probably. Yeah. I uh. I have a, a, a lot in my heart. Mm. So, I was just telling you. So, a friend of mine's he's not a friend not in that sense like I don't know him I don't know anything about him Right. but this gentleman sent me a video today on my messenger Facebook messenger and I was I was watching it it was I think it's called Del Deluf testimonies or something yeah. like that and I've seen just different people throughout throughout the years or months rather and so I was watching this particular one today and he sent it to me and it was about this gentleman I think his name was Luis and he lives in Orlando now military dude or ex-military dude was in Iraq for a while and he he was gay and from a child you know he would have these thoughts and you know his his both his parents are pastors and so anyways so you know I'm listening to this testimony and the young man lives in Orlando now and so he His mother has a dream, she calls him. She said, son, this dream was like, it was so real. Just please, you know. So then a couple months later, he goes to a church and there's a prophet at the church. And Luis slips in late. And he sits in the back Mm. and the prophet had said when he first got there he had something to say to three people Luis being the third and he slipped in late and he said to him he gave a prophetic word about his life but then he saw him there was gunshots and there was just all this chaos and you know this young man ended up leaving the church because he did not feel like he fit in when they started to have like men's group and he went you know people the men were saying how you know their eyes would wander and they were looking at women and that was some of their bondage and you know they didn't want to look at women some of them they had porn problems and you know seeking God to deliver them from that mm-hmm. he said and then they asked me and I told him you know I I look at men and I I I look, I'm very attracted to men I have sex with them You know, I look at gay porn and he said and it didn't matter what church he went to. The same thing happened time and time again where they would just, they would get flaky. Mm. And, you know, no longer were they hugging him or kissing him on the forehead and, you know, love you. He said... You know, then it became, man, I'm praying for you. Hmm. And so, you know, in my heart, <laughs> if the gay community doesn't feel welcome in the church, we're not doing our job. Right. I'm not saying compromise truth. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. If you are not loving them. So fast forward. He went to a club. He knew he shouldn't have. He felt it. He said. I felt the conviction. And I went anyway. He said. And what my mother said. And what that prophet said came to pass that night. There was a massive shooting in Orlando. I think, I think he called it the post nightclub or something, but it was somebody went in to a, a gay, an LBG, I, I can't, the whole, all those letters. I'm like, duh, duh. someone went into the club and just started shooting people. And he said his friend stood in front of him like real quick. He said it just happened so fast. He said my friend stood in front of me and all of a sudden he took a bullet and then his boyfriend stood in front of him and he took a bullet. And he's like, and then all of a sudden I'm standing there and this man just pulls me across the street to 7-Eleven. And he's sitting there and he he said, I'm trying to figure out where is the police? Where are the ambulance? What is happening? Why are they not here yet? Because it was a long period of time. And this woman, he said, this woman comes out of nowhere. And she looks at him and she goes, What are you doing here? No, she said, What is going on here? And he goes, Where is the ambulance? And then all of a sudden she starts praying. And then she dipped like she was gone. Like, and she, he's like, And <clears throat> weeks later he went he went to the doctors because he had heard some reports about some some people in that nightclub and HIV and so he went to the doctors and he asked the doctor to check to see if he was HIV positive three times. He said, and the third time the doctor said Please have a seat. And he was HIV positive. And when he got home, he said, I was just so angry with God. I was angry with the church. He said, where do I fit? Mm -hmm. Who loves me? And he said, he got on his face, literally. And he said, as he's yelling at God, I've tried my entire life. He said, I didn't ask to be born like this. He said, and a wind came into his room. He said, and I heard the voice of God say, it's not about being gay or being straight. It's about you and your heart yeah. and me. That's so good. And I just was like so. And his mom and dad gave up their their church in Texas. Not only that church, but seven. And they moved to Orlando to be with their son. Wow. And he gave his testimony on social media and it just blew up. But, you know, I say that and I say, Trisha, as a mom, you always want the best for your children. And then when your children get to a certain age and they get to choose for themselves how they're going to live and what they're going to do and the decisions that they make man because wisdom truly does come with age Mm. so when you hear that cliche you know i wish i knew then what what i know now (laughs) Yo, like, when I say for real, for real. And so you're like, but you're not listening. (laughs) And they got to walk this path out themselves. They do. And you just watch your kids get hurt. You watch them go down roads of drugs and go down roads of alcohol and go down roads roads of pornography and, and all you can do is cry out to the God that sees and just remember just remember that you did your job and that's what I said to the young man that sent me the video and if I cry tonight I'm sorry all these things just like so not to mention like So many people in the church, so broken. And you have nothing to give them except Jesus, you know what I mean? So I said to this young man that sent me the video, I said, you know, I said, Jacob, I stand on the rock that is higher than I.
0: Mm.
1: But he is the Word. This is this is my Saviour. Right. Jesus is the Word, and he said, "Well, you did what you were supposed to. You trained each your children the best you could with what you had." Right. Now just trust that I'm going to do my job. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: I do know what you mean, but it's hard to relate. You know what I mean? Because my kids are so young. But it's like...
1: They'll get big.
0: (laughs) They will get big. And that's kind of like what we were talking about before we started the podcast. Um, How I was trying to explain to Octavia, a three-year-old, it's your responsibility to have a relationship not mine you know what I mean and the best way I could explain that was uh, at the playground you find friends and it is It's. It's. you can only do and say what you feel God is saying to you but their journey and their road, my journey, my road is my responsibility and my, my journey yep. <laughs> because God's going to have things for me, because of my journey, Mm. who I'm going to help. So as much as any parent can not wish the bad for their kids, they're going to have to go through bad sometimes.
1: It's the truth.
0: You know, I I was definitely not going to ever talk about this because I didn't do what I felt God said to do. (laughs) It was something just so silly. But it just was like this picture in my mind after, when I didn't do it, of how God uses us. So I was at at Starbucks today. (laughs) And I just like felt like I should pay for the person behind me. But I'm at Starbucks and I'm like looking and I'm like getting anxious over it. And you know when you just feel like God's speaking to you, you just like, whatever. I didn't do it. I'm like, this is so stupid. I'm going to look stupid. That's how I felt. <clears throat> so I didn't do it. I should have, and I didn't. <laughs> but what I felt God say is, my people that are called by my name, I'm using you. You don't know what that what person was going through. Ooh. You don't know if they were in their car saying, if you're a real God, have the person in front of me pay or have somebody pay for something for me or you don't I don't know what's going on in somebody else's life right but God does and he puts things on our hearts to do so that we can be a blessing to somebody else for whatever it is that they're going through
1: and that's the truth
0: and like it's not always just about like the 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 actual building of a church when people walk in. It's how are we treating people when we see them daily, when we interact with people outside, when people don't know that I'm a Christian because they didn't walk into a church. They're interacting with me at the grocery store or something. Exactly. You know, how are we treating somebody that's gay or somebody that is of a different color or somebody, whatever it is, you know, somebody older or somebody younger.
1: That's the truth. And that's the thing, Trisha. The church, the people that call themselves saved, we don't sit and we don't talk with them. Right. So we don't know. Right. But if we do, so inside my building, I've got from 15 well no 11 she's going on 25 (laughs) but 11 to 80 and everything in between so listening to them yo the 11 year old doesn't feel loved by mom or dad totally feels awkward in her own skin doesn't see herself thin doesn't see herself beautiful 80 year old feels like she's totally rejected by her her children unloved unwanted you know what i mean and everything in between there's a story But if we're not the extension of Jesus, Mm. whether it's our hands and we're capable of buying someone a coffee, or just being a friend and saying hello, you know, how's your day going? Whatever, I don't know.
0: It is true. I mean, I went to the supermarket yesterday. And typically I wait till my husband's home. And then I put the kids to bed and I go at night. But he wasn't going to come home early because he had to work. So I ended up going after Parker's second nap. And it was like later. It was like 3 o'clock. And I don't ever go to the store that late. Like late in the day with my kids. And there's this young girl at the checkout. And I always do self-checkout because I just... I like to do it myself. (laughs) I like to bag everything myself because I have OCD. And there's this young girl. She's like, she she was 29. She told me she was 29. She told me her whole life story. (sighs) Huh. And she was telling everybody her whole life story. And she was talking to my kids, and then she was done talking to me, and then she was talking to the person behind me, and I was just listening to her. And I could just, I just felt her brokenness. You know what I mean? Like, she was talking about how much anxiety she had and, How all these things, and I'm like, here I am, just rushing because I need to get out of the store. And I just kind of, I didn't like push her aside, like I wasn't rude to her. I just didn't really make conversation with her. She was making conversation with me, but really making conversation with the kids. And I just let her talk to my kids and just kept doing my thing. But I didn't even try. But imagine if I did. (laughs) If I was the hands and feet. I have not been doing a good job at being a Christian these past couple days, so... (laughs) But, if we are, we should be. Like, I should, and I think, I keep thinking about that girl. Like, I don't know. We don't know people's story. We We don't know how broken people are. And if we could just take the extra five minutes that it is to be the hands and feet. Because I can see God just placing us in, in, in stores and in, in malls and in wherever. Come on. To be his hands and feet. You know? Because he can... I just picture him, like, looking down. And, like, all these broken people. Me included. Clearly.
1: It's the truth. And that's... I think that's really... Giselle, I mean... I don't say that for us to you know, feel some sort of way about what we didn't do for Jesus. Or, you know what I mean? No, yeah. But, I mean, because we have moments where we fail. Mm. We have moments where we don't. But I think just to keep our, the ears and the eyes of our hearts open to, okay, what are you saying? Okay, you want me to buy so-and-so's groceries. Okay. And you know, um, and not
0: be afraid because that was my thing this morning. Right. And it's not like I couldn't have been like, "Hey, can I pay for the person behind me?" It's not like I couldn't do that because I could have. But it was the more the fact of. I don't want to say that. I feel embarrassed. Like like this embarrassment came over me where. I have to remember what Jesus said: keep your eyes on me, not on anything else. You hear my voice. Keep your eyes on me. It doesn't matter what that person, if they're going to laugh and be like, oh, that's weird. But I know that they probably would be like, oh, that's wicked nice.
1: Exactly. But
0: my self-anxiety of like, what is this person going to think of me if I'm like, hey, I just feel like I should pay for the person behind me. Can I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was just all in my head. So we need to get I. When I say we, I mean I. (laughs) I. need to not worry about like you said hearing the voice and just do
1: it sometimes too Trisha a lot of times a lot of times the enemy will come and feed you Mm. you know thoughts that are not yours Mm. and just make you overthink something to the point where you won't because fear will set in, you know. Now I just, you know, I, I said to I said to the girls in, in Bible study on Thursday. I said, listen, because they asked me how I'm I'm able to always talk in my first church, Pastor Roger and Alejandra. I remember the pastor saying to me don't ever give the enemy a little bit Mm. never and so when he asked me to be on the skit team uh, (laughs) okay when he asked me to sing a song in a microphone at Slater Park uh, okay outreach and go door-to-door and tell people about Jesus okay you know just never did I give him an opportunity to and it's it's like that no I failed one time that I can remember one time and look true story and I'm not lying it's gonna sound funny but so there was you know how like garbage men they hang on the back of the truck okay I'm on my way to work did I tell you the story already mm-hmm. so I'm on my way to work and there's this garbage truck in front of me with two people one of them was a little bit older and I heard the Lord say go pray with him I said I am not gonna pray with that man
0: he is working
1: <laughs> Jesus I, that's what I, I basically said I'm not you know I go to work I'm so convicted I'm so convicted. Fine. (laughs) Go back in the car. Now I can't find the dude. I can't find the garbage truck anywhere. Now I repent. I'm like, I'm sorry. Can you just give me another chance? Now I see the garbage truck on a one way. I pull behind it. I get out the car. I walk over the men. I go, excuse me, sir. Please don't think I'm crazy but (laughs) but and so i tell him you know jesus put in my heart to to pray with you i said do you mind he said no so i hold his hands i pray whatever i prayed the man looked at me his eyes were filled with tears the man looked at me and he goes do i have cancer i'm like sir i don't know when i got in the car and i backed up to go home to go back to work i said lord what was that does that man have cancer god never said nothing to me but for the first time my heart broke you know what i mean right and i'm like i don't know wow That's wild. So, you know, God will have you to do some crazy stuff. But like you said...
0: Because you don't know what's going on in their life.
1: You don't know, like you said a little while ago. You don't know if that person that was behind you at Starbucks said to God, Well, if you're real and you hear me and whatever, whatever, somebody is going to buy my... Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Which... My God is no little God. So I know if I'm not being used, He's going to get somebody else to you. And that kind of like makes me feel bad. Like, man, I want to be used. So stop being so afraid. Stop letting fear ru- uh, rule my body and Come my on. mind. Because I know that Jesus, is like, all right, well, if you're not going to do it, okay, on to the next, on to my next faithful servant that's going to help me ooh. get through. And I was like, ooh. Right? Like, (laughs) yeah, because I felt that. (laughs) But that's how I feel. Like, it's not that he's saying, like, he's being hateful towards me, but he's just like, I'm going to get somebody to do my purpose because this person needs me. And if you're not going to help, then I'm going to find somebody that's going to help that one person. Come on. And I do want to be that person. I do want to be able to help. It's just getting over that hump of in your chest. Come on. You know? but not to like change the subject.
1: I was just gonna say that, I I promise, I was just gonna say that because we've, I don't know about you, but I've gotten quite a few messages about your dad's testimony and Mm -hmm. the things that he said.
0: Like messages, private messages? Mm. No, I haven't. But I figured you did. So that's, it's funny because I was just going to say, if if you're listening now and you have not heard the last message, the last podcast Podcast. is my (laughs) daddy-o.
1: My (laughs) (laughs) husband-o.
0: Talking about his testimony. And it is really good. And what a few things that he was saying about like backsliding just like really struck home for me because... I don't know, before we start that, did any, the messages, were they just about his testimony about the
1: backsliding? They actually, there was a few that messaged me about him and his backsliding and how he stayed in church and just went through the motions Mm. and they were like, how did he do that? And then others, there was like three people that said about church hurt. Mm. And can we just for one second and we'll go back to the backsliding, but you know, the church hurt, I think we forget, and this is what we do as human beings, we take the pastors of a church Mm. right the elders of the church the deacons of the church and inside of ourselves especially with the pastors the pastor and the pastor's wife and the pastor's kids
0: Mm.
1: we inside of ourselves we put them in a place that they were never to be they're over here they're on like this stool high Mm -hmm that stool belongs to Jesus and Jesus alone we forget that they are us right they're made of dirt Mm -hmm. just like we are they're saved by grace just like we are they were broken and still broken just like we are and this place only belongs to Jesus and so when we do that and we put these people in this place inside of ourselves because they're the shepherd. Like, honor them, yes, you know, because God says. Right. But to put them in places inside of ourselves, that's really where the church heart comes from.
0: Right.
1: Unforgiveness, which leads to bitterness, which leads to anger. All these things. And it's not good. And who gets the blunt of it? Jesus. Every, Every time. single time every time and it's wrong it's so wrong and yet Jesus will be there to pick up the pieces you know
0: it is so wrong and it it's like I feel like people say like well I'm hurt so I gotta blame somebody so I'm gonna blame God They do. And we have such a, we do such a bad job at representing Jesus. And I'm talking to myself included, especially the past couple of days, because I have a lot on my mind. (laughs) So like, okay, God, I have a lot on my mind. Can you not use me right now? Can you not ask me to do things? Because I'm not a very good, I'm not a very good steward right
1: now. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. What's that scripture? In season and out? (laughs) Exactly. But
0: people get hurt from people like me.
1: And then they blame
0: God, you know, because you didn't represent God. If that's how God is represented, then I'm good. I don't want to do that.
1: Right. But see, I think, you know, even let's face it, Trisha, seriously, pastors are wrong sometimes too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's whether or not the pastors are going to admit when they're wrong. Right. Especially if it's to the congregation Mm -hmm. or to someone in the congregation. And so, and from the church hurt comes a backslide. Right. Comes because there's no reconciliation, there's no forgiveness. Well, now they leave church and they leave God.
0: Mm. You know, can I just say, like, after my dad was talking about backsliding and stuff, I'm like, wow. I know that I backslid after I got married a lot. Like, I just stopped going to church. And it wasn't even because the church hurt, it was because I was mad at God. I was mad at, like, everything. So I just stopped. I stopped reading my Bible, I stopped going to church. And then I just kept, I got angrier. The more I didn't, like my dad's like, just keep going to church. I couldn't go to church because I didn't want to even think about God. But the thing is, that's all I kept thinking about.
1: That's always how it happens.
0: And I was just angry. And then I got to a point, cause this was years. 2014, I got married. I didn't start going 14, 15, 16. Yeah, the end of 2016. No. Had to be like 18.
1: I was going to say it was a little longer. 2018. Than that. Because yeah, because it's
0: been like five years that I've been at my church, five or six years. So, 2018. So, from 2014 to 2018, I didn't go and I was just angry at God. I remember. I was angry. I was angry from a lot of things, <laughs> my husband being one of them, and he knows that.
1: I can remember with you. I can remember with you. And one of my favorite pastors right now, Philip Anthony Mitchell, said it today. Do you have faith to believe that the womb will open? And it brought me back to you. And so here you are again talking about that. And I can remember because God had me to remember this morning. So it's weird how we're just talking about it right now.
0: I mean, that's not even...
1: That came in time.
0: That came in time. I, my, I was angry with God not because of that. Prior like, to that. Yeah. 24, because I, I mean, I was going to church faithfully twice a week when I met my husband before I got married. And just, it like went from a downslope fast. And then Do I you was remember blamed. why you were mad at yes. Tell oh, me yeah. why. Oh
1: yeah. Because it may help someone. It may help a listener.
0: I think it was more I was mad at myself. Because I just feel like... So, like, something happened. So, me... My husband and I would go to church together all the time. And then we got married. And we came home from um, our honeymoon and he stopped going. Didn't believe in God anymore. So, I just got angry at God. But I think I was more angry at myself. And then I just stopped.
1: Why yourself?
0: Like, I felt as though this wasn't what God called for me in my life at that point.
1: Because he stopped going to church. Yeah. Okay. No, Which is ahead.
0: crazy because, I mean, I thought that for a long time. I was angry with God. I mean, 14 to 18, that's, a, that's many years. 2014 to 2018. Even in 2018, I still was angry at God. I just started going back to church. I got angry at God for a different reason. I got angry. I get angry at God a lot. Me and him fight.
1: <laughs> I think he understands it though.
0: Right. But, you know, I never really would have thought to myself as, like, oh, I'm backslidden. I never would have thought that. And I started thinking about backsliding a lot after my dad's testimony last week. And I'm like, I never would have considered myself backslidden. I just would have considered myself, well, I wasn't really saved. I wasn't really walking with Jesus yet. Well, no, I was walking with Jesus. Then I got angry. And there was a hot minute where I was angry. And I'm just back now.
1: You know what I mean? If that makes sense. I think someone said, and I believe it to be true, When you get saved, when you get truly saved, you can't leave. Right. Okay. Your anger lasted a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he understood, didn't he?
0: He did understand. And it's the thing is, is like, we were just talking about this with, our, with kids. Like, we all have our own journey. Every single one of us, my kids, my husband, you, me, we all Come have on. our own journey. And what our journey looks like is going to be different to everybody. No matter, Regardless if we're married to the person or they're just a friend or they're our child or whatever the case may be. Their journey is their journey Come on. with Jesus. Come on. And I'm just now after years understanding that. It has nothing to do with
1: me. <clears throat>
0: At the end of the day, it has nothing to do with me. I just have to keep my eyes on Jesus. And that's what he's been telling me for the past couple months. Just keep your eyes on me. And it's just much different now. Do I get frustrated? Yeah, I do. Often. But that's my impatience. I'm impatient for what's to come. To not feel lonely in the season that I'm in.
1: That's something that I actually just, I just preached on Sunday It was Luke 13, and he was talking about the master going out for fruit on the tree for three years. And then he's like, just cut it down. Just cut it down. And the servant's like, one more year. One more year. Let me cut around the tree. Let me fertilize it. Mm. Let me work on her. Let me just let me start showering her with some stuff mm. and if in one year she produces fruit good and what is the fruit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness mm. faithfulness and self-control do I have do you have all of those things no <laughs> But are is there some fruits that you do bear?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. But the fruits that you recognize that you don't, those are the ones that we ask Jesus to help us with. Purge this. Teach me patience. Mm. Teach me self-control. Because, yo, those two... I don't (laughs) it really depends on who and when you know yeah but love I'm really in my heart and I'm not being prideful I'm not but that's one that Jesus just I love people I don't know why but I do
0: that's not one of mine It's. Love is a very hard thing for me. It's hard for me to accept. And it's hard for me to give. That has always been like that. And that's something that has always been one of my prayers. More so lately.
1: don't do it.
0: Because I don't know how to be loved. I don't know how to accept love from people. But I also don't know how to give love. And I don't know how to give love when somebody's hurt me.
1: Look, I'm going to tell you something. True story, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm just going to say it. That was me. And the more that Jesus showed me me, Mm. the more I loved him. And I remember reading in the Word where it said, those that have been forgiven little mm. love little. Right. But those that have been forgiven of much love much. My life before Jesus and what he had to forgive me for. I can't help it. Yeah. It is. He and he also gave me his heart. That's why I cry so much. He said, I'm gonna take your heart of stone and I'm gonna give you a heart of flesh. I cry about everything now. If Ev- you know it.
0: <laughs> I do
1: everything. Wait when he does it. You'll see. <laughs>
0: I, and I, I am open and willing and wanting to be who God has called me to be but it's just hard it's a long journey and church hurt backsliding it's all a thing you know I heard if you listen to Caleb because I'm pretty sure it was Carlos on Caleb do you know who he is I love him I listen to him all the time he said today he said it today I think that He's not interested in talking to people about God and trying to convince them or convert yes. them to be a Come Christian. On. Come on. He said, I'm more interested in saving your soul so that hell lost another one. And I just like, like, I love one. First of all, love that song, if you know that song. What is it? It, Hell lost another one. It's not that's not the name of it, but that's part of the song. I just love that song. You gotta look it up. But that's so true. Is like I'm not trying to convince or have you be a Christian. Like you don't. I. I, I that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that your soul is gonna be in in eternity with Jesus in Come heaven. On. And and we've had this conversation. Are you, if you're backslidden. Uh, will you go to heaven if during your backslidden or whatever? I just want, if you're backslidden or not backslidden, if your heart's away from Jesus at the moment or it's, or you're going to church and you think that it's really close, whatever the case may be, I just want you to experience life on earth to the best that you can because that's what God wants us to. Me and my husband were just having this conversation about how heaven's going to be totally different than it is on earth. God's created this earth for us to enjoy. And like, sometimes I don't enjoy it, but I enjoy it. I get it. You understand? I do. And I can remember when I was backslidden, cause now that I've been thinking about backslidden ever since my dad said that, is like, I wasn't, when I was backslidden and I wasn't going to church and I wasn't conversating with Jesus. And I think that's the difference. It's not about if I was going to church or reading my Bible. It's Come on. when I was not conversating and having him a part of my life, my daily that's life.
1: Key. That's the key.
0: I was angry. Like pure anger every single day. And I get angry now, but it's different because I'm conversating with God every single day, all day long. My daughter be like, you talking to yourself again? I'm like, no, I'm talking to Jesus.
1: (laughs) It's just different. Well, stop and think about. And I'm not. All right, so let's go back to the beginning. The Bible says that Jesus is light. God spoke light and it came to be. Right? Mm. God is love. Right. Everything that is in hell is the total opposite of the attributes of God.
0: Right.
1: So if you want... Which is... It's, it's kind of cool if you stop and think about it. Not cool in the sense of, oh yeah, you're going to go to hell, but... <laughs> You wake up every single day, whether you're an atheist or you're a born-again believer. Both of you wake up to the sun, Mm. whether it's covered by clouds or not. It's light. both of you love yourself enough to take care of yourself. Another attribute of God. All these things. You breathe air. Mm. That ain't happening in hell. No. The breath came from God. He breathed into the man's nostrils. Right. You know, the breath of life. So everything that God is, is what we're graced with every single solitary day right and I remember Bill Weiss saying if you want if you want a place where you don't want God to rule there's a place for you right it's called hell
0: and unfortunately you know like when your heart stops beating, it's too late.
1: Isn't that so scary, though? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't say that. At least I don't think so. And I would ask Jesus to search my heart. There is not one person that I can say that I hate or I don't forgive or... I don't like, I can't say that. I struggle a lot. And I think it's one of my main prayers. And I think that Jesus sometimes is like, All right, Laurie, (laughs) Lord, so and so really hurt me. Mm. They said X, Y, and Z about me. and Lord, I can't forgive them because right now I'm just full of anger. I'm really full of hurt. I need you to help me. When when I tell you, and there's one person I can remember like and this was years ago, and I had to go in the bath. And I had to cry it out. I had to freak out, I had to yell. And I watched as I had to release. And I really did Trisha. I had to release and that came with yelling, that came with tears, that came with pain. And as I released and I had to keep saying out of my mouth, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. And I would have to say their name. I realized that God had done it in me. And then I watched God. Release the consequences. Over that person for what that person had done would have would that have happened had I not forgiven I don't know yeah. now I'm not saying it was anything bad but it was the consequence of what you had done right and it wasn't that God did that you did that right and I'm gonna tell you something Don't the word say, don't be fooled. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he reaps. Right. You want to call it comma, you call it whatever you want to call it. Right. But the Bible calls it a reaping and sowing thing. Whatever you give out, rest assured that God is going to ask for that same measurement. And that same thing will be measured unto ye. And that's kind of that's kind of scary. That is kind of scary. We are all over the place tonight. I did call it in the beginning. Yeah. I felt like it was gonna be like this.
0: But um, we should probably wrap up because it's been 54 minutes. So
1: 54 minutes. So this is episode
0: eight, and we're gonna do eight. So that's all we do.
1: So s- this is season what three? Hmm. So we will be back in a couple of weeks. Hmm. We'll take a couple of weeks. Fourth of July is going, and uh,
0: I'm sure we have more things to talk about to ruffle some feathers. So
1: I really want to get, I for real, for real, I want to get some people on here to give their testimony. My niece, your cousin, really, no, I, you know, she's gonna, gonna listen
0: gonna, to this and be like, I'm not. going <laughs> <laughs>
1: In Jesus' name, I pray that he would just He would just touch her heart, you know, prick her heart, too. Because she told me a story when she was here of how God touched her in church and lifted her anxiety. And her story was so deep, man. My eyes filled with tears. Not that it takes a lot for, my, for me to cry, but, you know, and I just really feel in my heart that anxiety, depression, anger, these things are real, man. Yeah, absolutely. And people need to hear
0: how God helped
1: people and how real that was for them and how, you know, he plucked something out. Is that thing going to come back every once in a while? Probably. But ain't God light it so good. So
0: So we'll see what happens. Let's
1: pray that she comes on.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We're going to, it's going to be a good next season though. Come on. I can't wait for it.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, do we want to pray for our listeners? Go ahead. You know, every day. I know you don't have your notifications on, <laughs> but I do. And so, every single day, because you do reels every six day. six days a week. Mm. Yeah. So you'll do a reel six days a week. So one every day,
0: besides Sunday.
1: And so my, my phone's going ding, and I'm like, yo. And I check, and I'm like, just
0: shut up. <laughs> okay, kick it yes. with Jesus, that's enough.
1: And, you know, I just, I think to myself, all right, there's a lot of people.
0: And a lot of the people that are in notifications on Facebook are not even people that are listening to our podcast. Some of them are, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are just seeing our reels.
1: Which is which I think day.
0: is so powerful. Right. Because yeah. and I've said this before and we get we've gotta go but I said this before. Even if they're seeing a reel and they don't like Jesus. Come on. Right? Whatever's spoken in that reel. Whatever I whatever I pick, whatever God shows me that's a good one to pick, the seed is getting planted as they're watching, regardless if they want it to be planted or not. Come on. So it is what it is. In
1: Jesus' name. There's just so many people, you know. And so for all those people that like the reels mm. from the beginning until now. Right. I feel in my heart that those are the people that I really want to pray for. Yeah. You know, because they um God's pricking their heart for a reason. Right. You know. Right. So let's come in agreement and pray for them. Precious Holy Spirit, we love you and we thank you. Lord Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would go forth and that you would open up a door for every single person that has commented on the reels mm-hmm. or liked them or loved them. I pray, Jesus, that you would meet every person exactly where they are. I pray, Jesus, that you would breathe upon them your love, your compassion, and your affection for them. I pray, Jesus, that you would minister even while they sleep because your word says in the book of Zephaniah in the Bible that you sing over us. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would even touch the hearts of those and open up the ears of their heart to be able to hear the song that you sing over them. I pray for those that are bound in alcoholism, bound in depression, bound in low self-esteem, feels worthless. I speak to you and tell you that you are beautiful and that you are wanted and that you are loved jesus i pray that you would touch the very souls of men raise them to their feet to be warriors for your kingdom father i pray in jesus name for revival Mm. to come to the united states father i pray that you would breathe upon the backslider breathe upon those father that that want to know you and just don't know how to get there. I pray, Jesus, that they would just speak to you from their heart. I pray that they would just open up their mouths and start to speak to you as if you were there. I pray, Jesus, that you, and when I say as if you were there, you are there. Mm -hmm. But like for me, I had to pull up a chair. And in my mind, I I see you sitting there. And so I speak to you. I pray that they would do the same. Jesus, I pray that you would have your way in this city, in this state. I pray that you would have your way in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I pray that you would be glorified and your name would be lifted high like a banner. Father, touch your people for your glory and for your name in the mighty and matchless name of our savior and king. Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. All right.
0: Well, until next time.
1: Amen. We're we're just kicking it (laughs) with Jesus. God bless you.